there is no way by which one can state the phrase Black Lives Matter without voice and support, without voice and support for the intentionally Marxist, pro-homosexual and pro-abortion organization that goes by the same name Black Lives Matter. The mantra and organization are so completely intertwined with each other, as they should be, that it is impossible to speak of one without speaking of the other. For this reason, no Catholic should ever state Black Lives Matter, or else they may be guilty of heresy, or excommunicate themselves for publicly aligning themselves with and supporting a communist organization. All right, let's break for a moment for my commentary um, and come to my office here so we can hammer down what the church teaches about Catholics being excommunicated if they support or align themselves with communist groups. And then I'll quickly explain how Black Lives Matter is a communist organization in its founding leadership and practice. In 1949, the Holy Office issued a decree, which was then signed by Pope Pius XII, um, and if you have my book, the, Catef the Catholic Catechism on Freemasonry, um, just turn to page 238 and you can read this decree from the Holy Office there. It was given in a, in, a, in a question and answer format and it reads as follows, these four questions. Number one, whether it is permitted to join the communist parties to perform the same favor. So whether it is permitted for Catholics to join communist parties and to be communists. Right? And the church answers negative. Communism is materialistic and anti-Christian. Um, the second question, whether it is lawful to propagate or to read the books, periodicals, diaries, leaflets that support or defend the action of the communists or to write on them, right? So whether Catholic, so is it lawful for Catholics to read um, communist propaganda, propaganda or to write on them? And the church answers, negative. It is forbidden. Question number three. The question is asking whether the Christian faithful who are of the act referred to be in number one or number two, by knowing it and have assigned freely, they may be admitted to the sacrament. So the question is asking, whether Catholics who either join communist parties to perform the same favor, or whether they're um, reading or promoting or writing on communist works, whether those Catholics can be admitted to the sacraments. And the church answers, negative. They cannot. Question number four is asking the same as number three, can Catholics who um, either join, who align themselves with, with communist groups, communist parties, the performance in favor, and whether Catholics who um, uh, read um, communist party periodicals and that support or defended, or those who write on them, are they excommunicated from the Catholic Church? And the church answers in affirmative. Yes, they are in affirmative. So there you have it right there. The church hasn't changed its position um, since 1949 on this. Catholics who um, align themselves with communist parties, um, such as Black Lives Matter, that, that will, I will explain here, are excommunicated from the Catholic church and cannot receive Holy Communion. That's settled matter. Now to Black Lives Matter, in 2013, in response to the national outcry to the death of Trayvon Martin at the hands of George Zimmerman, 
three women activists to whom, to whom happen to be self-described, self-declared lesbians and communists. Patrice Couillers, Alicia Garza, and Noble Tometi started the hashtag Black Lives Matter, which soon went viral. Then they founded a not-for-profit organization with that same name, Black Lives Matter. As a trained organizer with the Labor Community Strategy Center, Patrice Couillers was, um, she was a protege of Eric Mann, who was a former agitator of Weather Underground Movement, which is a um, domestic terrorism organization, actually. And in 2015, uh, Couillers said of herself and Garza that they are trained Marxists. When it was asked, what is the ideological framework of the organization Black Lives Matter? She said, well, we're, we're, we're trained Marxists. How do you respond to that particular critique? Again, a loving critique from an elder of the struggle uh, that some others share, uh, that I've even shared as well, to, to be frank, as a concern about, uh, in part because of the co-optation and, and the appropriation, that, that a, a more clear ideological um, structuring might be of some value here. But how do you respond to, to, to those kinds of, again, loving criticisms? Um, I think that the criticism is helpful. Um, I also think that it might, um, I think of a lot of things. The first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Um, we are uh, super uh versed um, on sort of ideological theories. Um, so when we speak of Marxism and communism, we're, we, we are speaking of the same things. These are synonyms. Marxism refers to the ideology of Karl Marx, who was the father of communism, who spent his adult life outlining the benefits and methods by which a, a society can be transformed first into a socialist state and then into a communist state. Using the word Marxist is just a passive and cowardly outlet for those who rightly fear announcing that they are, they are communists. So, um, in their mission statement, Black Lives Matter does adopt several core principles, how to bring society to heal so that it will be prepped and ready to receive socialism. One of the principles um, they outline in their mission statement is to disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure. And they accomplish this goal by advocating by for homosexuality, transgenderism, abortion, and removing the Christian religion from centers of influence. And this is why you'd notice that religious leaders of the Protestant church really don't have a voice within Black Lives Matter in the organization. Because there was not a place for Jesus within communism. Because the goal of the communist state is to have people orient themselves not to Calvary, but to the central government. Not to depend on God and his grace for their needs, but to rely on the central government for everything. On a local level, Black Lives Matter organization has created several um, hundreds of small chapters throughout the world to advance their ideology here. They use these chapters as front groups to make noise whenever something happens that they can use as an opportunity to advance their program, especially in instances of black people being killed by white people. And I always hear uh, people being upset that Black Lives Matter isn't concerned about all black lives, um, just the ones that are killed by white people. That's the typical refrain, and in response, you have these counter hashtags that often arise to compete with what seems to be the narrow framework of Black Lives Matter, such as All Lives Matter or All Black Lives Matter. The problem here is that people really don't get it. In 2020, we seem to have forgotten about communism. 
Black Lives Matter does not care about all black lives or even all lives because communism does not care about all lives. Black Lives Matter is anti-human because communism is anti-human. Communism is anti-Christian, so Black Lives Matter is. Communism is anti-American, so Black Lives Matter is. And because Black Lives Matter is all these things, they are fully embraced by the Democratic Party in America and even every leftist party in every country. Right? You, have, you have to understand these things. Think about these things. All right? So I hope you understand now. All right? Okay? Now back to my commentary. Some of you may remember a time when the word Xerox meant copy something. And it was also referring simultaneously to the name of the company Xerox who created the copy machine. Today, the word Google uh, means both the organization and simultaneously um, a way to search for something online. Let's Google that, right? There are real instances that when we speak of one thing, we are also simultaneously speaking of the other. The same is true with Black Lives Matter. When we speak the mantra, we are also invoking simultaneously invoking the organization. And no matter how hard you wish and try to separate the two, you cannot. The mantra is the organization and the organization is the mantra. Even more, even uh, more intimately so than Xerox was for Xerox and Google is for Google. I know that there are people of goodwill who are not communists who do not support the so-called LGBT agenda, who do not support prenatal infanticide, who, who do recognize that there is something called majority advantage, which puts um, the minority population at a disadvantage. And, and whatever you name the spear, whether that spear is education, housing, um, employment, etc. As I said in my video, white privilege is a myth. Majority advantage is not always a quantity majority, but sometimes those who have the advantage in a country or a society or a group are those who wield the power or who control the land or who make the laws or who controls the doors to access or who has the wealth. Whatever may be the case, those who have advantages, as a consequence, they create a group that is at a disadvantage. Sometimes those who have the advantage for so long begin to feel superior. That's a fact. Because of their advantage, they become blind right, to others, and they may begin to objectify those on the outside. Again, this isn't always a race thing. It could be economic-based, gender-based, ability-based. Groups who wield the advantage over those who do not exist in every society, nation, culture, corporation, sports team, family sometimes, religions, it's everywhere. Check out my video, um, Why Privilege is a Myth, for, for more content on that, okay? So yeah, I know that there are people who recognize that majority advantage is real, and that in many aspects of American history, Black Americans have experienced disadvantage, and some of those disadvantages um, have carried over in today. And for this um, acknowledgement, they would like to affirm that black lives do matter and that black lives are just as valuable as the lives of those who have benefited from inherited advantage. Therefore, um, for this, they chant black lives matter. Okay, I get that. You know, I wish Catholicism were enough for Catholics. I really do.
but it never is. It never is. We always want to borrow from the secular space to pollute the sacred space. We borrow their language, their, their mantras, their slogans, their, their ignorance. It's as if we hate being Catholic or that we are ashamed of being Catholic. So we want to try to dirty it up. We want to try to make our faith worldly and accepted. We much rather conform um, Christ and his church to the world than conform the world to Christ and his church. If self-hate is, is a real thing, Catholics are completely guilty of it. Rather than echo and affirm what the church teaches and has a rich, by the way, has a rich theological tradition in explaining that all life is sacred, we would rather echo the world and say Black Lives Matter. Rather than bringing societal, societal disadvantages caused by majority advantage into the pro-life camp, we rather keep making this errant distinction between the pro-life cause and the cause for social justice. Indeed, the, the biggest problem here with, with social justice is that we do not see the prenatal child as part of society. So we exclude them from social justice. And let's be honest, by pro-life, we typically mean that um, the, the abolition of abortion, fighting for the life of the voiceless and defenses of the child in the womb but not advocating for the sacredness of the human life later at, in, in later stages of human development. You see how we undermine, you see how we undermine our own beliefs by not actually being authentically Catholic and accepting and proclaiming the fullness of the Catholic faith. We rather compel, we, we, I think we, we would rather compete um, for the partial than proclaim the fullness. And that's our tragedy. One day the Pharisees were testing Jesus by bringing him a coin and asking him whether it's lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not. Right? You know the story. So Jesus looked at the coin and asked them, uh, whose likeness in the scripture is this? They said Caesar. And then Jesus said to them, render therefore to Caesar the things that belong to Caesar and to God the things that belong to God. And when they heard this, they marveled, and they left him and went away. I give you the words of Jesus today. The mantra of Black Lives Matter does not belong to Christ and his church. Leave it where you found it. It belongs to the world. Leave it there. If you love those who God loves, then love them as Christ loved his church. Not with silly mantras but with sacrificial intention and action and give those who God loves him who you have received through the liturgy of the mass. And if that is not enough to bring peace to the world, then Jesus lied. Jesus lied if that's not enough. Let these words be a test for you to search and to discern whether you are lukewarm in the world or truly on fire for Christ in his kingdom. But until then, until next time, blessings and shalom to you and to yours. Fool me, we can't get fooled again.